What's up, Predators? Thanks for tuning in to the audio portion of the Smasher Pass broadcast with Travis and Dean. If you want to catch the video portion of it whenever we go live, check it out on YouTube at Apex Predator Outdoors and at Lung Crusher 53. Whenever we go live there, you can comment and be part of the show live. Comment and talk to our guests and uh, be a part of the show. So if you want to check it out, again, go check it out at Apex Predator Outdoors or Lung Crusher 53 at YouTube and be part of the show and also guys go ahead and subscribe and like and hit that little notification bell so you can be reminded whenever we post new episodes of the show and also subscribe to the feed here wherever you're listening to it so you can make sure that you never miss a new episode thanks predators and as always keep defying the odds all right looks like we are live what is going on predators travis here from apex predator outdoors i'm here with dean uh today joining us shortly here hopefully will be uh ryan Langey of the buck commander here uh so he's going to be joining us and we're going to be just talking just kind of shooting the breeze hopefully talking about some hunting conversations some interesting hunts that he's been on and stuff like that uh today this stream is brought to you by me by apex predator outdoors we have a whole lineup of gear that we've got on the website scrolling across the bottom of the screen down here we've got our uh, anchor rings here that you can use to make sure you have a consistent anchor every time you draw whether you are an index shooter a thumb shooter you can make sure that you get a consistent draw every time using this right here we've also got a whole bunch of different target pins and different colors and styles and shapes and everything so uh yeah guys and uh like I say, if you uh, want to check out this gear and everything, go check it out at apod.company.site. And today, you can use the code SMASH for 10% off of your order, of any order. So uh, thanks, guys, for watching the channel today. And Dean, what is going on today, buddy? Hey, buddy. It's a good weekend, man. We had a great uh, great drop yesterday. It was, it was uh, a lot of fun, uh, you know, just kind of having Chris on and talking about a, a couple adventures and and. uh how uh, how he felt with his with his first harvest you know it's always always a good time to shoot the shit with the buddies you know uh, yeah but that, that's always a cool thing too man whenever you have your first harvest because it's uh it's a totally like a new experience in the first time that you go and you know you, you shoot something you see that arrow fly or you know shoot that bullet you know and there's that instant adrenaline that sets in and yeah, man, that's like you, you see that stuff on uh, people posting videos on YouTube and stuff and that shaking. And a lot of people that don't that haven't done it, they got to understand that it's just like that pure adrenaline and you're just like running on all cylinders. So, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I think especially when you get that perfect shot, you know, it's just that that sound, you know, when you when you just you just blast through that that chest wall and, and there's just unmistakable and, and you just know when when that shot goes off and it was just yeah. perfect you know it's like flat that was perfect you know oh man uh and then that adrenaline dump after you right is is just amazing mm -hmm. so i started hunting uh whitetail a long time ago with my my granddad he had uh i think it was about uh 50 acres like 48 and 8 or something like that in uh victoria or near victoria in a little town called yokum and it was pretty wide open land, but he had this area where it's basically like a uh, kind of little forested area that ran in the back of the property. And that's where we'd always go hunting. And, you know, all the deer out there were just little tiny things. But it was really great to, uh, you know, work on scent control work and being quiet and all that stuff as a, as a beginner hunter, you know. Um, because, I mean, those deer are always just on edge. You know, all the Texas deer, for what I know, are just like always on edge, man. They're super wiry and 
so it was it was really good practice you know and i started hunting with a rifle uh and my granddad before he passed away actually gifted me that rifle you know handed it down to me which was nice but uh you know it was a really cool experience because like somewhere i still remember the first time i shot a, a deer with it you know i was just like i shot it was funny because it, i was just going for does we we're just trying to manage because there's so many doe out there and um had one lined up it is about uh right about 50 yards or so uh maybe more, more about 65 yards but uh, i had it lined up in the sights and boom and shot it you know it was 30 out six and so it was a weird one it was a pump action 30 out six i did a video about it a couple years ago uh then i racked another round in there and i put the scope back up there and i was looking and i was like man that where'd that deer go it just disappeared and like there was like run the other deer were running around like crazy you know I'm like, what the hell happened I was like, well so i saw another one there so i lined up on that one boom shot it you know and it dropped right there and i put another one in it just to you know make sure it was it, it was like laying on the ground running and i just shot it again you know put it out of its misery real quick well i started to get got down from there and uh you know my son carson was with me when he was much younger and we started walking up there to the deer and we got about probably like 20 yards from the deer that we could see out in the open there and turns out i could see the other one now and it was basically what had happened is there was like a little like dry creek bed behind it and i shot that first one at 30 out six just launched that little <laughs> in the creek bed it just like disappeared back there from the blind i couldn't see it for some reason i guess because the trees were you know i was like looking down on it like that but i couldn't see it just disappeared you know and, yeah uh, yes. yeah so then my granddad was all pissed off because it was a managed land uh thing where you know you can only shoot so many deer or whatever and uh so he's all pissed he's like Damn it, Bubba. He's like, I thought I told you to shoot one. <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought I did just shoot one, you know. I yeah. thought I completely missed that first shot, you know. Uh, the, the uh, you know, it's it's great. I think reflecting uh, you know, on our first hunts, it it really is you either I don't know, I, I think you either love it or you're kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I remember my first one uh was with a buddy of mine. Um and it 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 was not what I was expecting, but I'm glad it happened the way that it did. Because we got up early, we was at a ranch. You know, they got, you know, of course in Texas, you can, you put feeders up. Mm. And so we had a feeder, it was exactly, you know, like 110 yards. We're in the blinds early in the morning, right? Sun's coming up. It's just, it, you know, that portion of it, you know, see to, you know, God come alive, I think is is really cool to be out that early and, and just start hearing everything yeah. kind of wake up and get the day started is, is just awesome anyway, if you're an outdoorsman. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's, it was a fence around the feeder. Some does came in and my buddy's like, okay, dude, like there's going to be a buck. Like he's, he's going to come in, you know, just kind of stay calm, relax, breathe, you know, and just take a, a good ethical shot. You know, there's no reason to rush. And uh, sure enough, here comes this eight point, it jumps over the fence, you know, and was feeding broadside, racked it at a 30, 30, racked it, fired, squeezed off a shot perfect placement and it just immediately dropped uh and that was it i, I was i was in like a, after that and then of course yeah. got into duck hunting and, and everything else but um and i also you know taking my son uh, to your point taking my son for the first time to michigan uh and you can't shoot uh rifled uh rounds there you got to use slugs or muzzle loader or um and so I took him up and, and the last day that we were there, uh, we decided we'd sit together in a blind and, uh, and these, it was like the floodgates open, you know, like there was like nine bucks that came. It was the craziest thing. And, uh, and I'm like, say, yeah, it was almost like I was repeating 
exactly what I had heard the first time. Take your time, pick one out, follow the one, make a good ethical shot, right? And and so he lines it up and just drills this this buck, and none of the other ones left. It was it, they just kind of stood there like, oh my god, what what literally what just happened? Hell? Yeah, what the hell just happened? And, uh, and he's like, holy shit, you got to take another one. And, and so I squeezed off around, dropped another one. So within literally probably a minute and a half, both of us dropped two bucks, and his expression was the best i mean he was like oh my god this is like the best father-son trip ever you know he was like so excited you know and that's just and then he was it he was like ready to rock and roll and, and that was all it took he was like i'm i'm down this is gonna be awesome and uh so to pass that on uh you know to the next you know generation i think is is just it, one it's cool to see and and you know to get somebody else to kind of come into the the hunting fold if you will yep. uh, is awesome yeah, that's been my experience. I've I've tried that with my boys. Uh, one of them, he loves to go. His his thing more is he likes to go fishing. Uh, he likes to go down to Galveston and just do some uh, you know casting out in the surf and stuff like that. Um, he like we also have two retention ditches or you know bayous in the back of our neighborhood back there, and he's always back there like catching turtles and catching fish. And you know whenever we went on <laughs> lockdown and everything, we actually that was our big thing is we just like well he can't really go anywhere, can't fly, can't do this, can't do that. So like let's just go jacking around in the backpack there. And so we went and we were uh, doing a lot of snake hunting and uh, we were like cleaning and eating uh, water moccasins and stuff like that, man. It was, it was a blast. We had a good what, time. Uh, what'd those taste like? So a water moccasin, honestly, uh, <laughs> let's see. Sorry. I was saying Mike says, uh, I shot two white tail does out of Dean's window. once. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh anyways so that, yeah, it, it, that guy that is the guy we bought the house from and so nice. there there's a there's a perfect lane hi mike by the way thanks for chiming in there's a perfect lane from our living room window down to where i put a feeder and nice. it's probably 25 yards max <laughs> so that's what he had here he would just lift the window up and just launch one down you know <laughs> just drill them down this little opening it's brilliant that's awesome man <laughs> but uh yeah so the snake man it tastes like um uh, best way to describe it I, i've used is it's got the uh texture of fish but the flavor of chicken hmm. so it's kind of kind of flaky it's real soft and tender you know but it uh especially if you cook it right you know but yeah it has the, it definitely has a flavor of chicken that's when they say they taste like chicken it really does so huh. did, you, did uh, you grill it just or uh it? so what we what we ended up doing is uh we were doing a lot of like uh we have a fire pit in our backyard and we were doing a lot of like just hanging out with the neighbors out there grilling and stuff like that and so what we ended up doing is just grabbing some foil you know we had the snake and everything wrapped up in there the kid the boys wanted to I let them cook it however they wanted to, but we throw a little bit of Cajun seasoning on it and some soy sauce, wrap it up in the foil, and we just throw it on the hot coals at the fire. And uh, yeah, it came out really good. You'd open up that that tin foil after letting it sit there for about five or six minutes, and it was just steaming. And uh, like I said, they could uh, pull the the back strap off, and it was like a big long spaghetti noodle of meat. And they just like <laughs> slurp it down, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. So. That's so yeah, awesome. snakes have a backstrap, man. So yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, I just wanted for everybody watching. We're uh, waiting to see if uh, Ryan Lange is going to get on. Has he responded to your text yet, Dean? Or... Uh, he has not yet. No. Okay. 
he's a busy guy. We're, hopefully he'll jump on here soon. So, oh yeah, he said uh, having an issue uh, and that he's sorry. So uh, hopefully, okay. he'll be, hopefully he'll figure out the issue and and, and bounce on. So okay uh technology is great right oh yeah and you gotta love it uh, you gotta love it hey so uh you know the other thing that um we can talk about too speaking of you know i got the saddle uh up you had some good experience with the, your saddle too right um you know talk about that a little bit i i i, don't, I run the uh the tethered system mm-hmm. um but i use the wild uh, steps instead of sticks. And so, um, yeah, touch base on kind of what, you know, what, what did you feel about your, your experience with that? Yeah. So, uh, I've, I've, like I said, I've, I've hunted from saddle a couple times now. I actually switched over because the closest area to me that I can go whitetail hunting on any kind of public land is, uh, the Sam Houston national forest. It's about an hour and 20 minutes North of me. And, uh, I've been out there a couple times at different areas. They have a couple of archery only hunting areas over there. Um, and the first time I ever went out there, I did a climbing stand and oh dear God, that thing was heavy, weighed like 35 pounds. I mean, it was just a beast. And I was like, okay, like after, you know, the, just the stand weighing 35 pounds. Plus I got my bow and all the other stuff that comes with that. And some snacks for the day. I was, I was hiking in about like 65 pounds or something like that. I mean, it was, Mm. it was just like uncomfortable and brutal. And so that's why I decided I was like, okay, I got to change something up here. So I sold that, uh, on like a local sales site, like offer up. Um, and then I went and I bought, um, I was looking for saddles. And again, like I said, I've always been a real budget hunter where I like, I can't, spend you know six hundred dollars on a whole setup just to go saddle hunting you know what i mean like i was pushing it back whenever i was doing the uh uh the climbing stand at like a hundred and something bucks you know, 120 mm-hmm. bucks and um so i was looking for a budget one that's going to still be good quality and one of the things i did and a bunch of research you know there's a lot of companies out there that do saddles these days but i ended up with the the trophy line saddles because they've they're probably one of the cheaper ones on the market, you know, and they're a little bit heavier than some of them out there, <laughs> but they've been doing like saddle hunting. I mean, since like sit drags and stuff like that. I mean, since way back in the day. Um, and so, and some of the people that, from what I understand, there's some of the people that formed the company actually used to do like, uh, arborist stuff as well. You know, <laughs> so I mean, they've, they've been doing saddle stuff for just decades. And so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give it a try. And, um, first one i had was a little heavy it was uh had some things that i really wish i could have changed with it um and so i think right about uh, i think it was uh right about the time that tethered came out with their first saddles i just got this one in and i i I hunted with it for a while and it had a um, a web like strap uh for the bridge which uh was really easy to adjust and stuff like that but it and it made it to where like basically that was my belt coming into i could just like really easy like one-handed cinch that thing up and that was my belt to help me get inside um but it it did lack some adjustability and uh then like i said once i tightened it up to use it as a belt i had this big flap hanging over here so it left a lot to be desired um so then recently i upgraded i did a video on this too i upgraded to the covert uh from them and it's basically kind of more in line with what you see with the tethered saddles it's much lighter uh it's mm-hmm. got all the the cobra buckles on it and stuff like that so it they snap and unsnap around the legs they're adjustable on the waist you know and all that stuff and it's a uh, it's super lightweight um i can't remember the exact weight on it but it's much much lighter weight uh has from what i can see all the same features as like uh tethered's newest <laughs> saddles 
but it's like I think like almost fifty bucks cheaper. It's like you know two thirds mm-hmm. the price, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or three quarters the price. But um, anyways, it's, it's a great it's a great saddle. I've been up in it a couple times, just kind of testing. I haven't really hunted out of the new one yet. I did hunt out of the old one. And uh, that's been a struggle to me trying to figure out the sticks too. And so I first bought the the Hawk Helium sticks, and uh, those work just fine. Um, but what ended up happening was, uh, like I said, I was like, okay, these are just too heavy. They're too long. I mean, the things are like each one of them is like two feet long. I got three of these sticks. And so what I ended up doing was uh, chopping it about a good uh, nine inches off of each of my sticks. And then I ended up tying a. I have some military uh, static line that I've done. A, my dad bought a, a whole pallet of like weird military shit one time <laughs> and, and they're like, Oh, by the way, here's a, there's a bunch of military static lines that come with it. You know, the things they have on the parachutes whenever they're jumping out of planes and stuff, you know? Yeah. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's fine. It's whatever. Just get it to me. Well, they show up with an 18 wheeler and they're unloading a whole pallet full of these military static lines too. <laughs> and he's like, Oh shit, what am I going to do with this? You know? So I've made targets out of those things, like stuff them inside of targets, you know, cause they're made out of like real heavy duty nylon. I've used them as toe straps to like dig trees out of the ground, tree roots out of the ground. Um, and of course, like I say, what I did is I tied them in knots and I use those as like an extra rung on my <laughs> steps. And uh, it works really almost well. like a, like an aider. Exactly. It's like yeah, adding. Yeah. So I've got my sticks that are about, uh, I can't remember, 15 inches or so or 14 inches. And then I've got, uh, you know, a loop that's about that long, about another 12 inches off of each one of them. And that, static line weighs like next to nothing you know so uh by the way if you see him jump i don't know if you can see here in the studio but if you see him jump down there i don't catch it just let me know uh but anyways i I tied that on the bottom of there so i can actually get up really easy um about 20 feet i don't really want to go any higher than like 20 feet up there Mm -hmm. uh i'm still getting used to that thing yeah so i'm relatively new to that too uh obviously in texas there's not a whole lot of whole lot of trees you can you can get up into but um i you know i i liked the the tethered system um it so when i first got it you know i had to go out of course just jumped in the tallest tree i could find i only went up maybe eight feet just to figure it out and and uh and i used the the kong you know quick um the um uh, stay, I guess, I don't know what, what you want to call it, but you, when you pull your line to, to move oh, up, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, which made a huge difference, uh, just ease, uh, but I'm short. And so I've been kind of thinking about getting a couple, um, a couple sticks just to get me to that, maybe five foot and then use my steps, mm-hmm. you know, afterwards, um, because you're limited by the, obviously the steps and how high you can step up. Right. Yeah. And so the key is, is to put them about knee level each, each, rung, each, each rung. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can buy a kit so you can get, you know, five steps, 20 steps, you know, whatever, which is kind of nice. Um, but I, when I, first thing I did, obviously was get up there and like flip over. Cause I'm like, I just want to know if I actually can fall out of this. So I figured yeah. eight, eight feet might hurt, but hopefully it won't kill me, you know? And so <laughs> I just flipped over and did you, I was amazed at how, um, you know, locked in you were, I guess, you know, the, the mm-hmm. fact that, that you, it, you can't fall out of those dudes. I mean, if you put it, if you put it on, right. <laughs> right. But yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're locked in and locked on that tree, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. And the other thing I thought was really, really neat was, um, 
I don't know about your experience, but even practicing my, my shots out of that, it almost forces you to have good form because you're going to, you're automatically going to lean, you know, at your torso when you, when you pull. And so you kind of takes that, that portion of the, of the shot process out of the equation. You know? It kind of locks your hips exactly where they're at, so you right. can't you can't uh, you know move your hip. You have to kind of bend at the angle there, you know, or at right. the uh, waist, you know, to get that angle. Right, yeah. right, and uh, and so that that was pretty interesting, you know. Um, so if anybody's out there that wants to try them, um, the other nice thing that is tethered uh, specifically, they do uh, different kind of road show trainings or whatever and you can get on their website and uh, and go and you know kind of pick their brain and, and learn more about it and try the saddles on try their step you know um their platform try that out try their their whole system um which is which is kind of cool i mean i want to be wanting to do that um but they uh they don't come really down to the austin area i think they they generally step stick up around the the dallas fort worth kind of kind of area yeah yeah, that's, that's cool that a company has that, that kind of support and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been wanting to try their stuff. Um, the, uh, I, I think the big thing is I just need to try to get up there more. It's like, you know, with work and everything, day job, trying, it's, it's hard to try to find time to actually just get up there and go practice that, you know. And mm-hmm. There's a, a county park a little ways from me. A couple of times I've gone down there and I'm all walking in there. There's like hikers walking in circles, you know, and I'm over here like with the tree saddle on and this bag and all this <laughs> stuff. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's kind of. Like, wonder what this guy's doing, you know? Like, <laughs> right. I mean, like, make a t shirt that says, like, uh, like, like, like a tree service or something like that, so that yeah. they don't question it, you know, when I'm climbing up this tree, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Just scouting. Uh, Everything yeah. is good. It's fine. So, you know. One of the coolest pieces of equipment, though, I've got, man, that really just uh, changed it for me. And some guys really say that they don't, they don't need it. But uh, one thing that really changed it for me was having a platform up there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't have a huge foot, but I've got, uh, you know, 11 shoe, or and I think some boots I wear in 11 and a half. Um, so, you know, I got a pretty good size foot and like I say, I, I've got the, uh, trophy line mission platform, which is one of, one of the largest platforms on the market right now, but I just can't see, I don't know if you use a platform, but I can't see like anything smaller than that. I couldn't see that being comfortable at all. You know, like I said, I have plenty of room to stand up, turn around, you know, lean from the side and all that stuff. And it's like, just absolutely rock solid. I'm thinking about some of these smaller platforms and trophy makes a smaller platform as well, but I just, I couldn't imagine thinking on anything smaller than that. You know? Um, I, I don't, I don't have one. So they're again, kind of using those steps, you, you build your platform around the tree, which goes back into how many steps you want to carry. I mean, they come in a nice sack. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's very intuitive just to pull it out and, and tie your next one on. But once you're up, then you, you can use, you know, like four of them and tether together. So you literally can walk all the way around the tree. Um, yeah. And so I don't have a big foot. I got a nine. So any of those platforms f- for me are going to be fine, you know, yeah. but, but that's it, uh, one, one thing too, uh, is I've started to look into more is cause I'm just kind of done with those steps, you know, like I, if, as much as I can be. And so I want to look into doing some one sticking where mm-hmm. you literally just take one stick and just, go out there with that. And, um, one of the guys, uh, guy uh, from the ultimator contacted me, this guy named John, and he's going to send me a, uh, trial of their, their one sticking aid built the ultimator where basically it's like a, an aider that kind of folds up, uh, it rolls yeah. up into a pouch and then you basically just hook it on your step 
and then you just undo this pouch and it drops out the aider and you can basically use that and just have one stick going all the way up the tree you know interesting but yeah he's waiting on some uh he, he found some a new supplier because you know everything's hard to get nowadays but uh he found a new supplier for uh the canvas because uh, the one he was using started using cheaper materials or something like that or still coming from china or something so he's like trying a new material that's u.s sourced and uh so he's gonna let me know whenever that's finished but i'm curious i'm getting that process and i know that um, trophy line released what they call the i think it's called the edp platform and it's basically like a stick and a platform in one yeah. and uh you know the guy that commented yesterday on the uh, channel during the, the live stream with me and chris uh, the privileged bow hunter. He did a great video on that, on on one sticking with that uh, EDP platform, and it, you know, although he also I think is new to the uh, uh, saddle hunting process, you know, like he he made that look pretty easy. So that's, that's good. Something something I need to try. Now, do you take uh, or have you even doing your you know trials? Did you take any of your filming gear with you, or was it is just too much? <laughs> yeah, I did, and so that's another thing. I'm, so I'm that I'm that guy where I I see something, and I'm like I could do that, I could make that, you know. It's like yeah, and, and, and unfortunately the archery industry and just hunting in general is rife with like all sorts of inventions, you know. And so I'm like, man, somebody made that thing. Like I bet you I could make that. And so one of the things is is I made my own camera arm, <laughs> and it's basically just out of uh, uh, some bolts and uh, extruded the aluminum. Uh, square bar you know mm -hmm. and i uh, cut that down and i just threw a mount on top of it and i was able to make the whole thing out of that to uh from a video somebody posted on youtube where they made their own and it works pretty well but i've got that but that whole thing weighs uh probably about five pounds or so with the the ball head on it and everything um i've got that and then i'll bring my camera i just have the uh right now i'm using the canon uh m50 and this thing's pretty light it's a mirrorless camera so it's pretty light it's the one I filmed uh, stuff out at uh, Total Archery Challenge with. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it, like I say, the camera gear is probably the most cumbersome of it all. Because, you know, like, snacks don't weigh a whole lot and they, they can kind of fit into any contour in your bag. The, um, you know, saddle you're wearing, the sticks you can use, I can just usually just walk in with them hanging off the side of my saddle. And I'm kind of a pack mule. I got a strong back, you know, well. I got a narrowing in my T-spine, but other than that, I got a strong back and, uh, you know, I, I don't mind carrying a little bit heavier gear. Like some people, like when they're going saddle hunting, they're like every ounce, every ounce. Mm -hmm. it's like, Dude, I'm not hiking six miles in to go saddle hunting. You know, I'm, I'm just going maybe like, uh, maybe at the most a mile or something like that, or, or half a mile or something like that. So I can carry, you know, a few more pounds or a few more ounces for that. But the thing that's awkward about camera gear is you've got, you know, even the small small tripods are long you know mm -hmm. and they're just kind of awkward to stick in a bag and so i've also got this uh, carbon fiber tripod i love here this thing was uh again i'm a budget shopper too this is uh in amazon some company called newer newer i don't know but the thing i like about this too is it's actually one of the legs comes off and now you got a monopod so if you're like out glass oh, nice. or something like that yeah. you can use this put it on your binoculars and you got a monopod there so uh, you can use it for a camera or for like, you know, like I said, glass and stuff like that. So really cool tripod, but it's a great selfie stick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So it's, it's uh, like I said, I think camera gear is like one of the hardest things and filming hunts is just, it's still something I'm trying to figure out to do. And that's why I'm, I'm really excited about that GoPro Max that I use the Total Archery Challenge because it could film everything for me. 
and then I can just cut the video from that. And that, that makes life so much easier. And I'm really excited to start that process. So well, so you're getting you started your own. Yeah, so saying, you started you your own channel too. So you could you're starting to get into this as well, all this filming stuff. Well, yeah, you know, it's like I, I've got a video, right? My introduction video. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, I think you know, kind of getting into that wormhole. Um, I'm gonna, you know, obviously learn from your mistakes uh, of what I need and don't need. And 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 it just seems nowadays you got your phone with you. And so the video quality on your phone in 4k is, uh, is amazing. Um, and I am an ounce counter. And so if I don't have to have, you know, all the, you know, the camera or the, or the video recorder, or whatever, I obviously you always have your phone. So if I can figure that out and just use that, that's, yeah. you know, that that's going to be the route I go, uh, and then figuring out how to, you know, edit. If I even edit, I may not even do that. I probably am just going to throw it up there, and it is what it is. And you know, like, yeah, exactly. If you don't like it, <laughs> fine, whatever. But yeah, um, you know, and that's that's part of the struggle I've had too. Is just like how how much time and effort do I have, or can I invest into this? You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine investing plenty of money in it. I mean, like, you know, I get a lot of uh, little like uh, rewards and stuff, and I get a little bit, of, you know, from like work and stuff like that when we. We kind of get like little attaboys where it's like, oh, here's a hundred bucks. Go get a gift card to wherever you want. And I got things like this little uh, camera gimbal for my phone, you know, where it's like a stabilizer. And so I can do all that stuff. Oh, with yeah. it, And it's like yeah. perfectly level, you know. And, but it, it, like I say, to your point, though, man, it's a uh, it's it's a it's a rabbit hole to go down mm-hmm. to. But the great thing is, is like I say, you've got the phone in your pocket. And dude, some of these phones these days, like uh, especially like the real pro level Androids and uh, which, you know, that's what I'm doing this on right now, streaming on my uh, Android phone, but uh, pro level Androids and like the high end uh, iPhones and stuff like that have just like absolutely amazing cameras on them. And uh, I know there's like a, uh, a channel, a guy named uh, Texas Jungle. Everything he does is filmed on either a GoPro or is like iPhone 11 Pro Max or whatever, iPhone mm-hmm. 12 Pro Max, you know. And so it's like you really don't need to invest too much money into it these days. You know, if you just learn how to use that tool that you've got to its fullest and you, you can get great results with it. Yeah, the, I, I was telling you before we got on here live that that I had ordered the Black Ovis. Uh, I think it's the Treeline Carbon um, tripod that is designed for uh, sitting and glassing mm-hmm. and, and what have you. But the 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 chotsky that comes with it which was brilliant and it's probably the best thing about it is it comes with this little itty bitty remote control that syncs oh, right yeah. to your right to your phone right and uh mm-hmm. and so you can snap your phone on that tripod you know get your pictures take your video what have you you already got the tripod anyway right because you're going to glass or put your binos on it yep and uh so it was a no-brainer and it's and again it weighs like nothing and it's tiny um, mm-hmm. and so for me i think that's that's probably the route that i'm going to go is just turn the phone around and it is what it is you know <laughs> yeah and uh yeah. because i know you know when we did that deer hunt and you, and you filmed it that was that was the first time that i had been filmed or with anybody that filmed a hunt and so to to see that in slow motion and watch that shot and you know that was just very cool so that that definitely sparked an interest for yeah, me, it, you know and i think not only is it it's just fun to kind of do you know and it's kind of 
it's its own little challenge, you know, amongst everything else that you have to do while you're hunting, especially bow hunting. Uh, it's its own little challenge, you know, but <clears throat> it's also valuable in the sense that like, how do you know that shot? Like sometimes I mean, when you're in the adrenaline's run and you, you pull that, that, that shot goes off. Like, how do you really know if it landed good? Like you, it mm -hmm. feels good sometimes, but then you watch the footage back and you'd be like, Oh my God, like that, you know, I did that one time I was on this, uh, just hunting at my dad's place. And I just had a single camera out there and I fired the shot off and like, okay, that shot broke clean and everything, you know? And, uh, but I didn't realize it, but it had until I started reviewing the footage and everything that basically it had hit a part of that blind as I was coming out, like it, like it was shot a little bit low and it clipped the window and it sent it flying off and it hit the deer in the back leg. <laughs> so yeah, I had this, had this deer, I, I let it run around for a little while and I ended up following it up the mountain. I could see it, this little glowing knock dancing on the mountain and yeah, I hit it in the back leg and God, I felt terrible. And, uh, it, it had actually, I think what had happened is it skipped off the ground and bounced and hit it in the leg. And, uh, yeah, it was just, I felt so terrible, but anyways, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was, it was bad shot and I ended up finding it later and it, it took off running through the woods and that the arrow dropped out and everything. I was able to get it back. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, it's just, you know, being able to film that and see that and rewind and, you know, is, is, is pretty important, you know, mm -hmm. I think. Well, it's like the first time I went muzzleloader, uh, hunting, I didn't, wasn't filming obviously, but, um, speaking of not being able to know if you've, if you actually had a good shot or not. I had no idea. Like I, I squeezed the round off and thought it was, uh, perfect. Um, you know, the deer did the whole, you know, jump thing when it gets hit and it was gone. Problem was that all the powder, you know, obscured my view. So I had no idea. So then it just at that point waited probably 20 minutes and, uh, and started tracking to try to find blood. Right. Like, mm -hmm. it, and so maybe at that point having, you know, a video, I could have scrolled it back to see, you know, was it a good shot? Did I, you know what I mean? Uh, miss them completely, uh, which I think is actually what happened because we never did find it. Uh, mm -hmm. Or was it just flat out a bad shot and, uh, yeah. and we couldn't track it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it certainly comes in handy for sure. Yeah. Any update from Ryan yet? Uh, no. Um, it's uh it's like sometimes it's hard to get people to schedule get on the podcast get time to you know pull away from whatever everything else they're doing you know and uh you know dean was able to get in uh contact with ryan from uh people that he knew on uh through work and uh like i say he was able to yeah find some time to pull away to join the podcast here unfortunately like I said, it seems like you know he may not be able to jump on after all but uh you know, maybe we can make it up and do it another time so i'll have to i'll have to change the name of the stream to uh you know chatting with dean <laughs> right yeah <laughs> about video video yeah uh, yeah about uh, film yeah. and hunts yeah yeah um but you know we were kind of talking about that too so uh before we went live um kind of going with some wireless mics uh i think mm -hmm. that would be kind of you know to your point being able to have you know two of us you know during a hunt be able to really capture you know all you know talking and whispering and you know what have yeah. you I, I, I think that'd make a, a pretty cool video I've made kind of like a unspoken promise to uh, to the people that you know that watch this channel that if I ever do hunting videos, I promise I'm not going to whisper because I swear my family every time I turn on a, a hunting video and you hear the guys like, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to try to sneak up. Right. It's just like, like, what is this ASMR? Like, you can, it sounds like they're licking the mic and stuff. Right. Like, 
I'm never going to whisper. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do just like real low, deep, like monotone. Like, all right, guys, what we're going to do here? It's not like <laughs> trying to do like my best, like Batman or something. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> 10 yards. <laughs> Shoot this motherfucker 120. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, so, um, is there anything else that we had talked about? Uh, you, you strictly are, are pretty much, a um, archery guy have you have you you know gotten into any anything else i know we talked about doing some duck hunting this coming year yeah uh, my thing is is, is i want to do it all like you know it, it's it just kind of happens that like well I, I mean i enjoy archery hunting the best you know it's just there it's a whole mm-hmm. different game uh yeah. i know i don't have to tell you that or anybody that's watching that's an archery hunter but it's like bow hunting is like uh it, there, there's like something about just kind of like leveling the playing field between you and the animal that just um it changes the game totally and it makes it so much more adrenaline inducing uh also the same time makes it more stressful and just more chaotic but at the same time it's it's so much more fun you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but that being said like you know the opposite of that would be kind of like duck hunting where you kind of just sitting there shooting the shit drinking beer you know and you kind of just like oh yeah and just like duck down make sure the ducks (laughs) don't see you You pop up you know and that seems like a blast as well you know well got another guest star again circling back but uh the black panther uh, <laughs> anyway uh, i had to, i had to close the close the door so the dogs wouldn't roll <laughs> up in here and see what's happening oh uh, yeah my office is in the game room up here that's where i got everything set up here so it's like i got stairs to my right and then two rooms over here and animals just kind of walk up my dog was whining earlier and he's over there pouting on the stairs now looking out the front door <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah. that's funny but yeah man i need to go duck hunting i'm saying i feel like i have no excuse for it because i've got two cousins that uh you know are, are fishing and uh, duck hunting guides and stuff like that you know they uh it's uh his name is chase odom if you look him up on like instagram and stuff like that but uh yeah like i said i have no excuse for it and he last time i talked to him i was like hey man i was like Next time you go duck hunting, let me know. I was like, I'll pay you come out there. And he's like, oh, man, you know, we'll, we'll let you know. Well, then, you know, him and his brother, you know, my two cousins are, are that are both into it. They also work like oil jobs, you know, so they're like they're like, mm. on shutdowns and they're like traveling all over the state and stuff. So it's like hard for them to find time to do it. But yeah, man, we need to go yeah. duck hunting because that just sounds like a blast. I've got the gear. I've got a uh, I just use uh, a 20 gauge. I've got a uh, 12 gauge of my brothers. I could borrow too if I need to, but I've got a. 20 gauge that I, I like to use because i can just i can hold a lot of rounds in it and i can blast them off pretty quick mm-hmm. so yeah it's um besides archery I, you you start getting down these you know it, all these different ways to hunt archery and muzzleloader and you know rifle and you know shotguns and yeah yeah i mean over and unders i mean it just goes crazy and and uh and i was telling my wife i'm like you know that's it like two, about two years ago i said I, I, i'm i'm done I don't mind rifle hunting. I don't mind muzzleloader. I mean, all that is fun. I'll do it for sure. But it was mastering nothing. And so I yeah. thought, you know, this time, you know, this is it. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on archery and ducks and, and that's it. And if yep. anything else falls in my lap, then great. If not great. Um, yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's kind of my focus too, is like, I have these things that I prioritize, but if an opportunity Pat comes up to do, you know, rifle deer season it's like yeah i'm gonna take that you know and if i get down to the, the wire where i'm like okay I've, I've still got tags in my pocket like i did last year still got tags in my pocket um and you know i'm, I'm not having any luck doing the with the bow 
yeah, just to put the meat in the freezer, I'm going to pull out the mm-hmm. rifle. Is that really at the end of it? I'm, I'm here for the experience. Uh, I'm here for the conservation part of it, but I'm also here for the meat in the freezer. That's the biggest part for me. Yeah, I think that, that you bring up a good point too. I think both of us have that same mindset that, you know, we're just freezer fillers. You know, if I get a trophy, that's great. But when I go out, that's not my intention, right? Mm-hmm. Like my intention is to fill my freezer and, and that's just kind of how I roll. I mean, I know there's a lot, there's, I don't think there's nothing wrong with the, the trophy guys, you know, that's, you oh, yeah. do you, you know, like I'm not going to pass up on a, on a big 10 point, you know, for sure. But, um, you know, if I'm sitting there all day, I'm going to take on the first day what I'd take on the last. And so, you know, it mm-hmm. is what it is. And, and, um, you know, talking about, you hitting your, your, uh, your window and your blind. So, um, on my property, I don't have any bucks. Like we just got does running around all the time and, uh, which is fine. And they're, they're little girls, but they taste great. And so it is what it's <laughs> under. Yeah. That totally came out wrong. I'm talking about venison. Okay. For anybody that's listening, you know, the groomer, don't, don't be going crazy on the comments for crying out loud. Oh, um, geez. But I was in my tripod. I just moved it. And uh, it, into this, you know, kind of opening, you've been at my place, that big opening by the, the kind of the, the driveway yeah. in the front of the property there. And I knew that they always come out for whatever reason, you know, when they come to my feeder, it's right before, you know, the last bit of shooting light. And uh, so I knew that going in and sure enough, uh, three does, you know, about, hop over the fence. They're walking on the driveway and I had ranged my fence. So I kind of knew it was about 33 yards and uh, they were tiny. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm passing, you know, uh, they're, they're just too small. We'd let them go on our way. Well, one turns around and comes back and I'm like, well, now you got to die. Like, I, I, you know, I gave you one opportunity, you know, and you, you, you came uh, back. So now, now you're done. Yeah. So I drew back. I didn't rearrange, you know, I, again, I kind of was thinking oh, that's about 33. Didn't rearrange, drew back. She reaches kind of the corner of my shooting lane and I launched it and it, I had her dead to right. She was quartered away and it hit one little branch off a tree that I didn't see. And of course, yeah, <laughs> sheared it up. Of course, then she ducked and went right over her back and, and she was gone. And so I immediately jumped in the truck and ran to the hardware store and got one of those long tree tremors, dude. And like cut that, cut that branch. I'm like, that is never going to happen again. You know, you're like, still, you're still in full camo. And you got yeah, your back yes, yeah. Like this is not going to happen again. Like that yeah. is gone. I don't even care if it kills the tree, you know, like the whole thing is out it's of here. The whole thing, uh, fool me once, shame <laughs> on you. Fool me yeah. twice, shame on me. <laughs> right. I'll let you fool me twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You live for one more day. Like you got two passes, but uh, now, now she's on my radar. I can't wait for her to come back because she will, she will die. <laughs> so it's good eating right there. But, yeah. 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 Yeah, I gotta watch what you say there, though, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I mean, young yeah. girls taste good. Dear, 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 dear. We're talking deer, about dear, dear venison. Okay, like, yeah, we don't oh, have weird Jesus comments Christ. going on, you know. Oh man. <laughs> so it brings up a you know fun thing about uh, you know like I say doing this live stream thing. I mean, we had somebody jump up in there and uh, you know make a comment on the on the the stream, and it was like somebody spamming some stupid shit, but it was something like that, man. So it's like. I've got so much going on in my computer right here. You know, I've got, uh, you got the, uh, windows up here, you know, showing me and Dean and the thing. And then I've got the uh, comments over here on the side, which we've got another one here from Mike. What's up, Mike. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a, it's a lot going on here. <laughs> trying trying to manage to make sure that nobody, while we're talking that nobody's over here doing this and then waiting for Ryan, if he's ever going to be able to jump in here to, 
you know, jump in and add him into the studio once he comes in. There's a lot going on here. So I'm like, if you see me doing stuff and typing, I'm like, I'm just trying to keep up with all this. So Mike said, true conservation is when you keep that will it fit in my freezer mind with pulling trigger. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, that's right, man. That's 100%. 100%. Yeah. And He's, uh, he, he, uh, travels around and was doing some, um, um, I think some fly fishing or and fishing videos that he was uploading, uh, which is really cool. I'm very jealous of, of his, of his gig. And so you basically can find out where the best places to go, you know, fishing if you're in a certain, certain area and, and, mm -hmm. and watch some of his stuff. So he's got some great stuff. Good, good dude. Yeah. And that's, that's something I need to uh, get back into man too, is doing some more fishing because, uh, you know, I love, I love fishing and having a good time with that. And again, I, again, I have no excuse, man. My, my, uh, uncle, the father of the cousins that do the, the guide service stuff, he used to be a guide himself down in uh, Rockport. You know, he does a, a fishing guide out there and he actually has his own, uh, custom lures that he makes. Mm. Uh, it's called, uh, custom Corky is one of them. And then his, uh, I don't know, him and her son, they manage another one called uh, Texas custom lures. But uh, they take like uh, the Paul Brown fat boy, like uh, uh, redfish lures and stuff like that and drum lures. And they uh, do like custom paint jobs on them and stuff because apparently like the bigger fish like that, they aren't colorblind like a lot of fish are. You know, they, they don't just see like that one monochrome or whatever. So, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they say supposedly it helps. But anyways, uh, I need to get into that with some more of that. I've got some of those lures I need to go throw out there and do some more fishing. I just bought a couple of surf rods a couple of months ago and took a step sign out there fishing down in Galveston and need to get more of that. It's fun. I mean, I, you know, I like fly fish. I'm not any good at it at all. Um, but it's just so relaxing to be out there. And it, I just, I just like it better because it's more active, right? Like yeah. gonna, again, I'll go deep sea fishing. I mean, I went fly fishing for sharks, uh, and caught seven blues. I mean, it was, it, it was a blast. Um, that was the first time I'd ever been out, you know, in, in, in an ocean and spent in, let alone fishing for sharks. Right. And, um, mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun. That was a, if anybody has a chance to do that, I highly, highly recommend it. It's a great, great time, you know, and, and you're, you're just running, you know, the boat. So the key is, is to get, you know, four or five of your buddies or, or husbands and wives, whatever, and, and rent the boat and go and everybody save some coin and you have a, a, an absolute blast when you get out and it, you know, it's catch and release. Um, it was a lot of fun. Glad I did it. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, and I went, uh, me and the wife took a trip to Oregon and, uh, I went trying to fly fish on the, the Willamette river out there. And, uh, we, we tried like two or three different spots, man. That river was just, it was just too, it was flowing too much, but I still enjoy the process. Just that cold water, just mm -hmm. perfect weather, the middle of July in freaking Oregon. And it was like 70 degrees outside during the, the highest point of the day. You know, it was, it was just gorgeous. I absolutely loved every second of that, even though I probably had zero hopes of actually catching a fish. <laughs> the fly fishing was just, it's just like you said, it's relaxing. It's just yeah. that like, it's like, you know, it's kind of tossing it out there, flicking, just flicking, you know, and it's like, yeah. a, it's a, like you said, it's a lot more active process, you know, which, you know, fishing on like a, spinning rod too is kind of an active process if you're doing it right too because you gotta kind of mimic whatever bait you've got out there and all that stuff but uh yeah we've done a couple trips uh did the mckenzie river uh up there in oregon as well um and lydia was a buddy of mine was my boss and i we went out and there was nobody out there i mean it was just nice. unbelievable the scenery was fantastic and then uh yeah, up in Vail, same thing uh did some fly fishing along the it's called the ladders and mm -hmm. um and it was during the winter and so they said the biggest 
thing you have to watch out for with these ice bridges and uh like you know what's an ice what are you talking about and he said i always look upstream because people die and because they oh, drown sure. because yeah because the ice breaks off and floats down and takes them out and they're not paying attention and so you just have to watch up river constantly um but it was a fun experience um you know you'd, you'd cast your line out and then you'd come back in and it'd be frozen so you're constantly cleaning the ice off as you're oh, casting wow. you know <laughs> um but it was it was a it was a great time you know if you like I like, I like being cold and miserable. And so hence the duck hunting and, you know, whatever. But so if you don't like that, probably wouldn't suggest it, but (laughs) yeah, if you like just to be just freezing and having a great time and icing your beard, that's a highly recommended. (laughs) So. Yeah. That's that's, like I said, definitely got to do some duck hunting this year. Um, uh, Missed uh, pretty much missed Turkey season out here. I was really excited about that, but that was just, I guess I've been swamped with work and day jobs. I didn't get to do that. But uh, there's always a fall turkey season, so we got that coming. Um, like I say, uh, y'all, you guys, you and Chris for sure are going on that uh, elk hunt in September, August, August, okay. August. Yep. So 18, uh, 18 through twenty six. Okay. So it's uh, opening opening week uh, for nice. archery uh, going up there. So I hope uh, I hope you can break away and go with us. I think it, it'll be it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so. I hope so, man. That'll be that'll be good. Um, the uh, I, I gotta check that out because my my son was born August fourteenth, so his birthday is right there. Yeah. So you know, we'll see what the life lets me. You know, but we'll ask for uh, forgiveness, maybe, but not it's, permission. We'll see. It, it's it's birthday month, so it doesn't matter what day you celebrate. There you go. That's exactly. <laughs> it's like it's all I wanted for your birthday, son, is to go elk hunting. <laughs> I want to leave you and go to the mountains with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> right. Go do some hook rides with my friends. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, Anyway, well, good stuff, buddy. Um, I guess, yeah, well, yeah, I text Ryan. We'll uh, try to reschedule. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, we'll see him. if we can do it later this week. I'm open all this week, so we'll see. Yeah, same. Reschedule Tim. We'll change this to the stream of uh, just uh, shooting the shit with Dean again. We right. did that yesterday, guys, and if y'all are watching, uh, go check out the past live streams that we've done. Uh, you can check them all out in the channel there. Uh, like I said, we after as soon as we po- or as soon as we finish up here, which is like a minute or two, this thing will be posted on there so you can tune and view it. We've got about six people watching across different platforms right now, so we've got people uh, right now. We are simultaneously streaming to Facebook, the YouTube, and Twitch too. So uh, I'm trying to trying to bring outdoors content to Twitch because I don't think there's any right now. I think there's like one guy that does like knife making between playing games or something like that. So <laughs> go check it out on Twitch uh check it out like i say I sign up everywhere we'll tune in for the next podcast we got some more coming this week later tonight we're going to be talking with the guys from cne custom outdoors gear um we ran into them, those guys at tack and uh we had a, had a you know good time catching up with them and asking questions about arrows and stuff on dean do you want to go into that a little bit so we can prepare everybody for what's going on later yeah so um they're great guys it's uh chris and elvis and they're down um south of houston i think somewhat close to you i don't know how far away 30 30 minutes 30 minutes from me or so um and they uh i talked to chris a little bit on the phone um they are part of serious archery uh which i thought was great yeah but they're just two guys that you know kind of like us that decided you know what we're going to open this little shop and uh, they call it the the biggest little shop archery shop in texas and they just started, started building arrows um so I'm looking forward to getting more information out of it, but essentially they, you kind of call them and tell them your, you know, draw weight, um, your, your, um, 
your length of arrows that you want uh, and they and kind of what you're looking for. Uh, and they've got this algorithm that they use. It's a, I think it's a, a paid app or something. I'm not sure exactly. I'll find out some more tonight, but, um, but they custom build your, your arrows for you. Uh, however, I know that they did say they, they like to do it more in person so that would you leave your 100% tuned and it, they're flying right and, and you can walk out and you're ready to go. But uh, it'll be, mm. that'd be cool to get more information from them as well. Cause I think, I think once we're done with the conversation, I'm going to see if I can get a, get uh, some half arrow uh, or half a dozen arrows made just, you know, one, shoot them some business and, and two, just to kind of see how they turn out um, and how they work in, in my setup. So that'll be fun. And then outside of that, since we're coming to an end, uh, at the beginning, we kind of said that, you know, I started doing my own, my own, uh, uh, show. So it's lung crusher 53, um, uh, literally one video went up yesterday, <laughs> check it out. Uh, it's like an introduction and a very simple overview of the mountain tough program. But, uh, that said, um, I'm going to be trying to do just strictly kind of gear bags, you know, that kind of stuff, quick, easy reviews of of what I have um, and kind of help you guys make a, a better decision. So if there's something you want to see or don't want to see or what I'm doing wrong, fire a comment, reach out, let me know. Uh, but uh, it, it's going to be, it'll be fun just to check it out and see what happens. Well, I'm uh, your, I think your first subscriber, Dean. First so. subscriber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. It all, it always starts with one, man. It's got to start somewhere. One, exactly. Yeah. Just start where you're at. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, to everybody watching guys, like I say, if you see down below, also we got a, a discount code for easy vein <clears throat> scrolling across the screen there this whole time. Um, and like I say, we also got the uh, apex predator outdoors store. You can go check out, like I say, we've got uh, all sorts of, uh, Anchor rings, we've got uh, target pins, things like that. I'm just trying to grow this short. We used to have some nose buttons too, which uh, <laughs> I've got a there, got there. boxes and boxes full of uh, nose buttons here. But unfortunately, thanks to Josh Bomar, we can't sell those anymore. Yeah. So, so they're uh, free. They're they're if you buy something, you get a nose button for free. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, uh, I need to find a I need to put a back door to that. Yeah. So and then uh, the other thing, was... guys, too, just to leave if you like the uh, Smasher Pass, uh, we're kind of trying to get some feedback on that uh, on that name. We we love it. It's just uh, Travis splurted it out there at Tack, and I'm like, that's it. That is that is definitely yeah. that is definitely the podcast show. It just it was perfect. So. Yeah, I, I can't even. I I got that on video too. Whenever we were planning that out, we all started laughing our asses off. We're like, oh, dude, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was the best. It was the best. Yeah. So. So yeah, guys, other videos coming on the way. We've got uh, a video about uh, you know total archery challenge coming. I gotta edit a lot of video on that, but we're getting close. So I'm getting about half about fifty percent point on that. Um, I've got a bunch of small reviews. I'm gonna do uh, start a series of just uh, like two minute reviews on simple things. Like I just bought a uh, a pocket quiver for uh, total archery challenge, and I need to do a review on that. Uh, do some follow-up stuff. I got a lot of stuff in the pipe, just trying to find time to get everything posted. But uh, thank you all for watching. Be sure to make sure you like, subscribe to the channel so we can keep bringing you more of this content. Uh, also, go and share this video with friends because that's how we really grow the channel is go and commenting on the on the videos, uh, like I say, sharing it with people so you can get more people to view it. And uh, like I said, that word of mouth is really just helps us grow the channel and, uh, you know, just make everything better, you know better more more it allows me to spend more justify spending more time doing this so thanks guys for watching and uh keep defying the odds as always guys thanks guys